0: are tons of podcasts on the internet where the host is underqualified. This is not one of those podcasts. Mark Skelton has a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in clinical mental health counseling, and currently working on his doctorate in clinical psychology. And he has over 10 years of working in the field of psychology. Qualified. 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 If it's mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement, he knows his stuff. During this show, you'll learn about general topics of psychology concepts and theories. Everything from neuroscience, psychology of fear, brain foods, psychoanalysis. What is therapy? What is depression? This is the Skelton Report. And this is your host, Mark Nathaniel Skelton.
1: Hey, how's it going? This is Mark Nathaniel Skelton. Welcome to the Skelton Report, a podcast for the people. If you are joining us for the first time, you are my honored guest. And if you are returning, you know that I appreciate the love and the support. I'd just like to check in with you. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a wonderful time. I actually happened to be a guest on a very close friend of mine, a fraternity brother, Ryan Marshall Danley's podcast, uh, Danley and Friends, and I got the wonderful opportunity to talk about the history of mental health, psychology, and how to navigate the system. So I'll leave a description, uh, in the, a link in the description on that show when it comes out. Definitely go and support the work and the efforts that he is doing as well. Now, we are keeping it going with the book review of Breaking the Chains of Psychological Slavery by Dr. Naeem Akbar. As you already know, as the disclaimer, I am not a spokesman or an interpreter of his work, but I think it's very, very important for us to lift up the experts and those who have gone before us that discuss issues and topics that can help out our community. Just a forewarning, today's pretty deep. Today's pretty deep. We're talking about the Black entertainer during slavery alright so let's let's start off with a a mental exercise just wherever you may be if you have a piece of paper and are on the blackboard of your mind I want you to make two separate columns just a line down the middle on the left I want you to label that athletes uh, entertainers and on the right side i want you to label that scholars and intellectuals and just now i want you to begin filling either column with black people that fit either category All right. so go ahead just start thinking write it down give you a couple of seconds once again on the left side think about athletes and entertainers that are african-american or black and on the right side um, place individuals that are African American or black that are scholars and intellectuals. Right. Give A couple more seconds to think that one through. And there we go. So, what do we do now? Let's make a comparison. Now, I, I would assume that it was a lot easier to retrieve or recall black entertainers, especially in contemporary times than scholars. Now, why might the list of entertainers that are black and African American be disproportionately larger than the scholars? Is this just a mere coincidence or is there something to it? We see Dr. Akbar stresses that another popular character, which has its origins in slavery, is the African American clown? These are the words that he uses, and so I want you to keep all this in mind as we um, talk about today's episode. I also want to remind us that this is a way of connecting dots. What we're doing here is we're just theorizing, we're being curious, we're exploring. Why do we, as African American people, act and behave the way that we do today? And Dr. Akbar draws a very some strong Parallels and conclusions that it began in slavery. So the the three main points are the black clown during slavery The Second Roman numeral is the psychological means of survival and the third one is Modern black entertainers. Let's go ahead and jump in today's show with the first point of the black clown Did you know that one of the primary forms of? remaining in favor with the slave master by the slave was to provide entertainment for the master and his household. This is a question that Dr. Akbar lists and he states the A of this is using a person for your clown has always been one of the major ways to assert your dominance over a person. Think about it. And even gives examples and, of history, it's been long pointed that the jester, you know, the court jester, the clown or the fool has been the inferior one who was responsible for making his superior laugh. So hold that, hold that in mind. He continues to state that it's easy to observe man exalting his superiority over lower animals by teaching them to do tricks and to be entertained buy those tricks Um, actually my course that i had last block was history and systems we talked a lot about um, animal research and training and did you know that there actually was so right in line with this thought is there's a place called the iq zoo it was located in hot springs arkansas Uh, students of the behavioralist bf skinner um, their names was keller and marion brinland i believe they got married working on running nearly 140 trained animals shows at major tourist attractions all over the country. So they had pigs vacuuming. I can't make this up. Birds playing tic-tac-toe, rabbits driving fire trucks, and ducks playing the drums, all right? So you can even think about today just dog shows, horse and pony shows, all this type of thing has this dynamic wrapped in it of the idea of superior inferior and in entertainment and once again this all is kind of wrapped up in this this idea and essence of this form of dominance in much the same way this is what dr akbar um highlights and underlines is that the slave owner prided himself in his superiority by being entertained by the slave. Remember, slaves during this time were seen as property. Dr. Joy DeGro in her book, um, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, highlights the idea of this chattel slavery. She stresses that point. We was chattel slavery and we was property. And so what, what was highlighted in this section of the book of, of psychological psychological change of slavery is that mockery is one of the more sophisticated forms of humiliation. He also, if you remember the the drama, the TV drama Roots, Fiddler, Dr. Akbar mentions Fiddler as one of the prime and excellent examples of this individual that's basically on call. He's the funny guy. He plays the music and he's there for the entertainment of the slave master so as we recap this first point just understand that on the conscious level we're looking at it as entertaining but unconsciously on the unconscious level this is really a form of someone superior this is what's acting out someone in superior making their inferior entertain them right now this is this is what was going on in slavery and so The second point is, what is the psychological impact and how do we understand this psychologically? Dr. Akbar highlights that basically this was a survival tactic. Remember earlier stated that entertainment was a means to stay in favor with the slave master. So let's elaborate on that point a little bit. The A of this is favor. Favor. Dr. Akbar states that Great favors of leniency and special rewards were given to the clowning slave. Therefore, the slave would enjoy this special status above other slaves. Perks, these were perks and benefits to entertaining the slave master. Even Frederick Douglass, an ex-slave and abolitionist, writes that in all the songs of the slaves, there was ever some expression in praise of the great house farm, something which would flatter the pride of the owner and possibly draw a favorable glance from him. So ah, let that sink in. So basically, you, entertainment would bring on favor to you. And Dr. Akbar states that although the arts, music and dance, which had originally been used for cultural expression and community recreation has now become a means of protection against the master's anger. So this is where the pathology begins, you know, the mental abnormality, abnormality and malfunction of expressing yourself through arts. See, there's a big difference between playing sports for fun versus playing sports to survive. All right. If I lose this game, I'm going to die. You're going to have a different mentality and anxiety that comes with that versus just playing for fun. So what began to happen was this manipulation, slaves used it as a form. So Dr. Akbar shares that clowning and buffoonery became one of the primary ways that the violent and abusive slave master could be controlled and manipulated what i just mentioned earlier remember he states a laughing or satisfied master was less likely to be a violent master all right there's a psychology behind this even my grandfather papa john god rest his soul would always tell me man you don't don't go to jail and if you do or prison you better know a lot of jokes and you can use your imagination on why that is, but the idea was appeasing people from harming you. All right, when you when you keep them laughing, you keep them off you. So this same spirit is kind of caught in this idea of the slaves gaining favor and using it as manipulation to survive. Ultimately, that's the sea of this. It was a survival tactic. Dr. Akbar explains that this is basically a means of protecting ourselves. For a means of survival. Becoming a comedian or funny, the funny person, funny guy or funny woman, was a survival tactic. However, he states, and I'm sure that makes sense. However, he believes that this kind of response, I like how he worded this, listen to these words, has long outlived its real usefulness, stating, What began as a survival tactic under highly unnatural living conditions has become a crippling part of the psychology of a people seeking to restore life and community to themselves. All right. So we have this entertainer, particularly a comedian, um, turned into a means of gaining favor and therefore increased his chances. Of survival rates during slavery. So, how does this play out in modern days? Which is the third point. This is a uh, this is where the meat is. I find I feel in this section as well as that. You know, everybody knows that anybody knows me knows that I enjoy a good laugh. So I'm definitely not knocking the black entertainer, the comedian per se. But Dr. Akbar highlights that an overwhelming number of popular media presentations involve, I quote, the African American clowns. So let's let's get into this. So the modern clowns He even states this is not to degrade obvious talent of these master showmen, but to identify a force which has watch this. Exalted the clown while we have to put this together, while degrading or ignoring the scientist or other artistic genius among African-Americans. Dr. Akbar goes on to say that this clear underrepresentation of serious aspects of African-American life in the popular media suggests that even former slaves, So the descendant of slaves and former slaves prefer to watch this laugh about themselves rather than improve themselves. Wow, that's loaded right there. It feels that comedy is done to the exclusion of other facets of African-American life. All right. Which I can say, I can say, man, I think you can, too, when you think about popular media and things that's out there. You're going to see more of the funny guy, all right, the the comedian, the entertainer more than the intellectual or the scholar or the scientist. And so the B of this is the popular heroes and heroines of today, Dr. Akbar highlights is the entertainers, the musicians, rappers, artists, a, doesn't matter if, of course, they make good music, I feel, but you have to ask yourselves, is the message pop positive for the culture? Also, athletes, you know, that's what the stereotypes are. You go do music. That's what the social script is for the African-Americans. You play sports or you go do music. Dr. Akbar underlines that this physical power and comic exploits are the only characteristics Black heroes are permitted to express. Oh, you see what I'm saying? That's not the only thing that we can do, but that's the only thing that's pressed for us to do. He goes on to state that intellectual acuity, prophetic vision, moral integrity, technological know-how, and managerial efficiency are characteristics that are seldom ever portrayed and so what are the results of this? What are the consequences of this dynamic? Dr. Dr. Akbar highlights that our children strive to throw balls or crone on microphones rather than seeking to explore the universe, discover cures for infectious diseases or discover ways to feed the starving masses in Africa or India. End quote. This glorification of entertainers with high salaries and fames. Wow. This is the this is the point that I think needs to be stressed. It's not that those things are bad. But when you glorify the entertainer and high salaries with fame, while underline that and bold that maybe even have to cap lock it. Disregarding the intellectual in the mainstream today is a way to keep the slaves aspiration in check major consequences. Most of the youth we see they, they put more value in playing on the court or on the field or performing on stage. Wow. Once again, while neglecting the possibility of being a judge or attorney in the courts or a scientist in the lab or a doctor in the hospital or owners in the corporate suite, Dr. Akbar, Even states, even down to the everyday level, he draws attention to the we've heard this phrase, quote unquote, the token African-American. He seems to always manage to be the funny guy in the professional setting, the classroom setting or the community setting, repeating this archetype, this unconscious dynamic of the minority member aspiring to maintain favor with his colleagues by keeping them laughing hmm think about that so another old pattern with its roots in slavery continues to bring rewards on the modern stage That's what dr akbar ends off with human beings are unable to be about the serious business of living and building societies if they feel compelled to always clown or entertain others, people do not take you seriously if you don't take yourself seriously. I, I even think about a a verse in, in the scriptures where the Hebrew people said, you know, when they was going into the promised land, they said, we see ourselves as grasshoppers. So they see ourselves as grasshoppers. Once again, if you don't take yourself serious, other people will not either. So a sense of humor brings a necessary balance to an organized life. But a life of humor binds one to life. Wow. See, I think that that's that's the work right there. We need to take a life of humor and just make it a sense of humor, which is the balance to an organized life. So that's some food for thought for you. We kind of discussed is that African-Americans and we all see we have a a natural talent to be funny. But what Dr. Akbar highlights is that when it becomes pathological to the point where that's all we do and we neglect the serious and the intellectual side of us, all right, that may find its roots in slavery dynamic. It was done as a means of gaining favor, possibly manipulating and are using it as a survival tactic, which makes sense because we was in unnatural conditions of slavery. So this was a means to, you know, get a little bit of the heat off of us. But I like how he says this may have outlived its use usefulness in today and the fact that we just gravitate towards being the funny guy. Are you know, making people laugh while neglecting the serious aspect when it's time to buckle down. Let's let's get into the classrooms as well. I think we, we should um, own and get into any industry that we do, but let's do it well. But let's not limit ourselves only to entertaining, only to having fun. This is the message that I'm getting only to making people laugh, but also curing diseases, making some scientific breakthroughs and the like you know i hope i really hope i hope this was a blessing to you as it was for me if you have not yet i need you to buy this book amazon has it for about 11 20 you can get it new used i don't don't get no proceeds from it i just think it's going to help you next week i'm not sure we're either going to do personal inferiority or the impacts on the family lord's will i got a jet right now got some studying remember i'm continuing praying for you and i will catch you on the next go around. Peace.
0: You've been listening to the Skeleton Report. Mark is an expert in mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement. This show is informative about science, research, and literature within professional psychology. If it's neuroscience, psychology of fear, brain foods, psychoanalysis, diving in depth about therapy and depression, and speaking to stigmas and issues within the minority and church communities. It's all here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you got some practical and useful Information. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at skeleton underscore neuro. Check out the website at skeletonneurocounseling.com. And if you have questions or comments, email Mark at skeleton neuroscience at gmail.com. Till next time, this is the Skelton Report, signing off for now.